listening to Dudes Talking Sports. I'm Casey Foreman. From the NBA to the NFL, I'll be giving you the most recent and up-to-date news in the world of sports. You can listen live every Monday at 5 p.m. Central Standard Time at SIUEWebRadio.com or on the TuneIn Radio app and every Wednesday wherever you get your podcasts. What's going on, everybody? You're listening to Dudes Talking Sports. I'm your co-host, as always, Casey Foreman, alongside my co-host and Tanner File. Tanner, how are you doing? Great to be here with you, man. I'm great. Spring is here, kind of. Snow today. It but, snowed uh, today, man. It was like 60 degrees the day like earlier that day. Or, or sorry, the day before, I was wearing full-on shorts and short sleeves. Yep, and then today it was just snowy, so I'm confused, but... Glad to be here. <laughs> Great to have you. Winter, yeah, I have to use the winter coat today. Hopefully, no more snow as we go forward. That's that's life in the Midwest, though. Uh, but a packed show for you guys today. The first half is going to be all things basketball. Tanner and I want to talk about that NBA MVP. A lot of talk revolving that award right now. Steph has someone emerged as a candidate. Jokic has been around all year long, someone as the favorite. Embiid, somewhat, you know, uh, 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 jetting, racing back and into the conversation as well. So Embiid, Jokic, Steph, we want to talk about that MVP race, who we think can get away with. Also, you know, what that MVP, you know, what it means to be the MVP, what it takes, what we think at least what it takes to win the MVP. So all things MVP talks to start the show. Then we'll segue and talk about all things Brooklyn Nets, KD and James Harden, both sidelined due to injury. Tanner and I want to talk about if we have any concerns revolving their lack of chemistry uh, come playoff time. Then the second half of the show, all things football. Isn't that right, Tanner? Yeah, it's uh, officially mock draft season. I see them every single time I get online. There's yeah, about three new ones. Yeah, every single we're, day. <laughs> we're about to do our own uh, full 32 pick. We're going to alternate every pick, and it'll be fun. Yeah, man, full 32, uh, what, less or a little over a week away, right? Yeah, Next nine Thursday. days from today, so eight days if you're listening to this. Yeah, eight days if you're listening for, uh, on Wednesday at least, eight days April away. 29th. Yeah, so a little bit over a week. So let's make sure you stick around for the entire show, end of the show, uh, all things football, giving you guys a mock draft, one through 32. But like we said, Tanner, let's start out with the NBA MVP talk. With his play recently, let's kind of start out with this. With his play recently, I think, and I think a lot of other people, you know, Magic Johnson took to Twitter and said, Steph is the MVP right now. But I think he's emerged as a candidate. Uh, but what are your thoughts right now? Do you think Steph could be a potential winner of this award? Uh, that's tough. Um, I think he could be, but they, the Warriors would have to do something incredible. They have roughly 15 games left. They got to win 13 of those games, probably. <laughs> you could go like, on a 13-2 and two run. Yeah, like, if you do that, then, like, sure. Like, you can be MVP. But you can't be MVP if you're not in the playoffs. I know it's happened once, but yeah, only once. Not, right? not, in, not in modern NBA. 
Yeah, back in the what seventy five, I think that was when Kareem did that. I think seventy five, his first year. Yeah. In LA. So yeah, it's only happened once. It did happen once for all you people out there saying, "Oh, he's not winning enough. He's not winning enough." Hey, I just want to say one one of the all time greats in Kareem did win an MVP a year his team missed the NBA playoffs. It was a comparable record. They went forty two and forty, I think. So the Warriors are, you know, that's that's hopefully they get there you know i i don't really think they will like you said it's going to take a stretch to get to 40 i think they have what 29 wins right now about 15 games left or so um maybe maybe but we'll, 10 less games so yeah yeah so we'll see it's gonna be it's gonna be tough for him to get there but it's, it's definitely you know attainable but yeah not 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 putting yourself in the playoffs not being in in the top eight seeds you know look, looking at your best player it's like hey you're if you're if you were that good you know, your, your team would be winning more games, right? That That's the big knock on him winning the MVP right now, pretty much. Yeah, and, I mean, he has missed some games, too. He's missed, like, about, around 10, around yeah. eight, eight, 8 to 10 games that he's missed. And I think the Warriors have won one of those games when Steph Curry is not on the court. They've won one of those 8 to 10 games where he's not on there. So that kind of shows you his effect on the court, right? And kind of yeah, shows some would you... say that would be value, for a valuable player. <laughs> no, That's it, not what the MVP <laughs> is. The MVP is who played the most and the best. Like, That's it, right? It's like, what is the MVP? You have to right? play all the whole season to get it, you know? So you have to play the whole season. That's the big knock on Embiid right now. Uh, only he's missed twenty five percent of the season so far. So that's the big knock on Embiid. Steph's missed ten games, and then a guy in Jokic. I think he's played every game up until this point for for, uh, for Denver. I don't believe he's missed. I I haven't I seen him on an injury report. Fifty-seven games. That sounds about. I'm thinking about where maybe he's missed a couple because they they might have actually about 15 games left. He's played 57. They, they're playing 72. That puts them right at 15 games left, and that's about where they should be, right? Yeah, it sounds right. So we'll say he's played every game. Nothing crazy. Maybe one or two here and there, but for the most part, he's been there all year long. And, and you know, like, like, we, we talked about this a couple of weeks ago when LeBron got hurt, when Embiid got hurt. I think I talked about this on the live show a little bit, if we were kind of settling, you know, for the MVP kind of, because LeBron and Embiid were kind of our first choices, right? And then now it's like, okay, all right, Jokic, you know, you're, you're left, right? You're, you're the guy hanging around. You've been here all year. Here you go. That kind of seems like where we are. But now people bringing up staff and stuff, bringing up Embiid, saying Embiid's back. Are we finding a way not to give it to Jokic now? Like, is that kind of what's going on? I don't know what's been going on all season. People just trying to find a way to not say Nikola Jokic is as good as he is. Yeah, I mean, also he is like everything for that team, uh, you know, in in his MVP, you know, in 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 his favor, he's everything for that team. He leads them in points, rebounds, and assists. Uh, he's top ten in the league in points, rebounds, and assists as well. I don't know how many other players are top ten in all three of those categories. Yeah, like he's he can do everything. Twenty seven. I mean, yeah, twenty seven points per game. I think it was. Uh, on Monday night or Sunday night, whenever uh, no Monday night, whenever I think it was Monday. Yeah. yeah, the Grizzlies. Whenever he had like forty-seven, fifteen, and eight. I think he like, was the first center to do that. Um, 
who else did that? Was it Hakeem, maybe? He was the first center to get 45, 15, and 8 plus, like all those numbers plus, since I, I, I want to say at least 20 years. It's been at least 20 years since, since a center has done that at the very yeah, least. Crazy. So crazy to see. He's putting, he's doing things we have not seen. I think he's number one in the league in PER, player efficiency rating. So he's being efficient. He's, he's dealing out assists. He's rebounding the ball. He's scoring the ball, the record. Like you said, you know, you got to win games. Uh, 37 and 20 right now. I think they're sitting at that fourth spot out west. I think he's checking pretty much all the boxes, right? Like, yeah, what? that's what I'm saying. Like, like Steph can come back and win it. Like, there are other people that can win James Harden can win it. I think I mean, he's I missed too much time now. Yeah, James Harden just got it. Never mind. Maybe Giannis, right? Throw his name in the running or yeah. something like that. Yeah, or Giannis. Maybe, or yeah, something like, like that. The season's not over. 15 games, a lot of games. Crazy things could happen. But unless – those crazy things do happen. Yeah, exactly. Nikola Jokic is to lose. Yeah, that's a that's a, that's a great point. It's his to lose right now. It kind of seems like number one in the, in, in the race as of right now. I think he has the best odds to win it as of right now. For a guy in Embiid, though, let's talk about him for a second. A guy in Embiid, twenty nine. Uh, 29 points per game, 11 rebounds, a block and a half, number one record in that Eastern Conference. Until he went down earlier in the year, I think we both kind of had him as our MVP, didn't we? I think yeah, so. Kinda. Yeah, I mean, yeah. at that point. At that point, at least. right. But now, 18 games missed, Tanner. He's missed 18 games. And in a 72-game season, which is what, what's going on this year, that's 25% of the season. He's missed 25% of the games. I just don't think you can be MVP and miss that much. It's not like the team fell off either. Like, but I think I think it could have been in his favor if he misses time and then they go down to the three or four seed. Like they drop. Let's say they drop because of Embiid, but they kept the one seed basically the entire time Embiid was out. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Basically saying, Embiid, you are valuable. You know, you, you you're you're kind of the other parts of the wing. You're, you're winning. You're putting up the numbers, but you're also on a really good team that if even if you weren't on it, is probably going to make the playoffs anyway. And they're not going to be the number one seed like they were, you know, with you, obviously. But they're going to make the playoffs, and they're still a decent team without you. So that's kind of what we saw, I think, when he goes down. They they keep the number one record. So I think that kind of knocked him in a way. His team doing well while he was away. But again, the biggest thing for me is just that twenty five percent of the season missed. I think I think you yeah, said it a couple weeks ago. Qualify at that point, you know, like availability, right? How how valuable is being available, you know, for your team? Yeah. And he doesn't really have that going for him in comparison. Well, Embiid ha- will have a long history of feeling like injuries robbed him out of awards. Hey. That's how his rookie of the year was too. I was gonna say you talking rookie of the Brogdon. year. What are you doing? Yeah, I like that though. I thought Brogdon. I don't yeah. know. Embiid was just like clearly the best rookie though. It's like come on, look at this guy play. Like he's. But I think he played like what? I don't even know if he played over thirty games that. Year. I don't think so. Like he barely <laughs> he played. Like Forty, he probably would have won it, but he played in like thirty. So exactly. So that's that's the big knock on him, and that's been the knock, like you said, his entire career. Hopefully, that narrative. Hopefully, I don't even think it's a narrative. I think it's just the truth at this point. Hopefully, that he can get away from that, you know, uh, down down the line. But as far as Steph goes, you say he's going to have to go 
on some sort of crazy run. All I'm hearing recently is, yeah, sure, he's going on a great run right now, but where was that earlier on in the year? Why is his team sitting at the ninth spot right now? And I, I understand all that. I hear all that. Let's just let's just talk about his case. Right? Let's, let's just please let, let's make the Steph Curry case really quick because I, I do think it's possible, like you said, for him to come back. He's he's leading the league in scoring now, Tanner. I think you brought that up. Yeah, like past Bradley Beal. Past Bradley Beal. And if you were checking the standings for the stats before, he was at like 27, pretty 27, 28, you know, for the most part all year. And then post all-star break, he's averaging 35 points per game. And he gets that up to what, 31 and a half. I think he's at now about 31 and a half. So he makes that comeback. He catches Bradley Beal, which did kind of seem like he was somewhat not uncatchable, but it seemed like he had that scoring title pretty much locked up. Bradley did. And he comes back 31 points, six assists, five rebounds, and one percentage point away, Tanner. He's 1% from a 50, 40, 90 season with all the shots he's taking. You know, he's, he's taking all these shots. He's taking 20 to 25, sometimes now usually around 25 shots per game. And four, he's barely under that 50% at 49%, but he's 43 from three, 92 from free throw. So 50, 40, 90, almost 31, six and five. So he's actually beating the stats looking at his, uh, you know, the unanimous MVP, obviously the, mm-hmm. the, the big unanimous, everyone, all, all the unanimous MVP, which is a big deal. I, I don't really see why he was the unanimous, you know, but, but, you know, and that's me, a Steph Curry guy. The fact that, you know, but still, unanimous MVP, he's, he's beating that season now. He's having a better year. And I mean, if you agree, I don't think it's just been, obviously he's been better since the all-star break, but I don't, I don't think it's like, I don't think it's, Hey, your, your first half of the season screwed you for, for, you know, for, for you winning the, I don't get that whatsoever. Cause that's also what I've kind of been like, you, you've been doing it in April. Sure. But not all season. Have they been watching this guy all year? Yeah, long? he's been he's been balling all season. I don't know what people have been seeing. Like, but... I think he's averaging forty points for the month of April. Forty points for the month of April, Tanner. That's absurd. We're twenty. We're twenty days in. We're not. We're not April fifth right now. No, we're at April twentieth, April twenty first, and uh, he's still getting forty points per game. You know, I, I think that's a that's a testament. Also, putting the team on your back, he knows. You know, it's a must win. So like you said, they need to go thirteen and two. Tanner thinks to make the our friend to win uh, to win the MVP. I think he knows that, and he's you know, I think, I think they're five and one in their last six. I think they are. Yeah, like, I mean, he's gonna try. So five and one in their last six. He's fifth in offensive win shares, second in plus minus, forty points per game this month. Since the all-star break, 35, 5, and 5 on 50, 40, 90. Okay, so since all-star break, he's 35 on 50, 40, 90 percentages. And in the first half of the season, it's not like he was averaging 20, 25. He was getting 29.5 every game. Still the six rebound, or still the six assists, still the five rebounds per game. And as far as I, I know, recently he he went like what 49, like 52. 47, 40, you know, all, all constantly this past month, it's been 40, 40, 40, you know, 38, 38. And again, people saying that didn't happen in the, in the first half. He had 38 three times in the first half of the season, 40 once, 57 and 62. All this pre all-star break. So he did that in the first half of yeah. the year, averaging 29. Right. Yeah, I think he's been doing it all year. But they, they weren't winning, you know, like. But again, like. 
the fact that you can take that away from him is like this was the worst team in basketball last year. This was the yeah. worst team, yeah, and, yeah. And, and, right. and they've gotten this far because of this man. And you can't use that against – and, again, he's missed 10 games. He missed 10 games roughly. They're 27 and 22 when he plays. Let's give him those 10 games back. Say he splits the difference in those 10 games. You, you, they go five and five in the games he missed. Okay. They're, they're what? 32. Right, they're 32 and 27 there. And, and they have a better record. Let me check. I, th- I think they're at this. I think they're tied with the Blazers then for the sixth seed. Okay. So Steph doesn't get hurt. He plays all the games. They split the games he missed. They're right there at the sixth seed, right there behind, or not right there behind there, but, but, you know, not, not too far behind the guy in Jokic who's saying, oh, his team's winning enough. You know, they're, they're in the top six. And again, he's missed time. He's playing on the but worst yeah, team. But, 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 no, but, okay, you're, you're but, right. That's why he's not the MVP right now. He's not the MVP. But for people to say he can't win it, because of what he did earlier, because of what his team has done so far is, is laughable. Because looking also, remember this, remember this, LeBron James a couple of years ago, a couple of years ago, his first mm-hmm. year in Los Angeles. What does he do? He, he gets he, he gets injured, right? He's on a young roster. People would argue maybe even a bad roster he's on. They're hinge of making the playoffs lebron says hey i'm going playoff mode the last 15 games of the season we're making the playoffs and yeah no you guys end up you know falling on your faces and missing the playoffs to the clippers and, and remember people saying lebron's gonna go you know playoff mode and get get the lakers into the playoffs i, I correct me if i'm wrong I don't know how, too many people are talking LeBron for MVP, but if he did that, there's no doubt in my mind his hat would be in the ring, you know, for an award like MVP. But he couldn't do that, is the point. And Steph is has the chance to do this, do the thing LeBron could not do with the Lakers a couple of years ago. He has a chance to do what LeBron couldn't do a couple of years ago. Is, is, is there that big of a difference between the situations? I mean, I guess not, but. It- People weren't saying LeBron was going to win MVP. Weren't they, though? I feel like – I don't know, man. I don't know. I I, I just I, – I, I'm not 100% certain, but I'm all I'm saying is I don't think that was out of the question. And if we were considering that for a guy like LeBron and and he couldn't even do it, if Steph can do it, even, even in a more impressive fashion, averaging, what, like I said, 40 points this month, I think it's easy, like I said, in consideration for the award. Right now, though, Jokic, I, I, I'll, 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 uh, I'll cave. I'll, I'll bend. You know, I'll, I'll fold. Jokic right now is the MVP. It's his award to lose. His team's winning. He's putting up an, an, an MVP caliber year, putting up the numbers. Jokic, are you, are you happy, Tanner? Are you happy, Jokic? I, I am. I Jokic am. is the MVP as of now, but Steph – is above a guy like Joel Embiid right now because Embiid has missed 25% of the season. Steph is ahead of Joel Embiid, I will say. Yeah. In my in my eyes, I, I put Steph ahead, but what, what he's doing, what, what team he's playing on. Also, they just went head-to-head, and you tell me who looked like the MVP in, in that last game. <laughs> you, you, tell, you looked like the MVP in that, so that's what I think. Let's move on, though. Let's move on. Let's see if any, unless you have anything else about that, about Jokic being the MVP or Embiid be, not being. Yeah, I don't, I, don't, I don't think he is. Steph, you, you, got some, you got some area you know, to make up, but it's definitely not unwinnable. Let's move on and talk about a team in Brooklyn now, Tanner. The big question now for them, it's kind of been the question kind of all year for them, it seems like, but especially right now with KD getting hurt, 
and then Harden saying, yeah, this hamstring isn't getting better. It's actually getting kind of worse. I'm, I'm going to miss some time. Are you getting concerned about a playoff push with this lack of time played together? I am. I really am. Like, I truly am. Uh, truly. I just feel like you have to have played basketball with each other to go into the NBA playoffs. <laughs> yeah. Wait, I would think, right? Yeah, I would think so. Like if they if they go into the playoffs and they've played less than 10 games together, less than I just 10 games, yeah. I, I can't see it. Let me ask you, you this. Who is this? So you're, you're playing like who's picking against them? Yeah. So you're picking against them. That's the thing. So so you you are a little worried right now though. I am. I, I, I thought of a funny hypothetical. So you're playing, I know you play pickup basketball a decent amount. You're, you're like, hey, I I'm, do, going, yeah. I'm going to play basketball. So in comparison, let's say you're on a team with some guys, you, you obviously when you play, I know me, I used to play basketball. You have guys you like playing with guys you want on your team, guys mm-hmm. that, you know, uh, benefit, you know, your game, you benefit their game, stuff like that. Also, like you said, knowing each other, playing together, so let's say you're on a team, you know, with, with guys you usually play together, you know, you, you get mashed up together and then you play another game and you swap teams. You're playing with the guys you've never played together and you're expected to go out and go out there and win. Obviously it's a great deal. Not harder. You as a pickup basketball player, I'm guessing, you know, it's, yeah, that, I have that literally happened to me this weekend. Okay. So that happened to you. And was it harder or easier when you were for on sure, that? for sure, way harder. Exactly. So that's what I thought of since you did that. I thought I'd ask you that question. Um, but I'm right there with you. I am concerned for this team. And, hey, I think we, we, we talked about this before before we started the show. Is this the Clippers or, you know, is this the Clippers from last year? Right. It, it does give me pretty similar vibes to the Clippers. Everyone at this point was saying the Clippers are for sure going to win the championship. And right. They only played but, like they had it played together that much i think it was like 12 games 12 yeah. to 15 maybe because like i think they yeah. might have lost a couple but like they at one point i think they're like 12 and 0 remember like they hadn't lost when they're like mm-hmm. oh they hadn't lost at full strength they're not going to lose in the playoffs you know stuff like that and we saw them lose you know in the most embarrassing whatever whatever adjective you want to use way yeah. blowing that 3-1 lead so, so I, I, I definitely am worried looking at what the Clippers, obviously, I don't think, you know, they don't have Paul George as their second best player. They, they got KD, Kyrie, James Harden, a three-headed monster. So it's a different situation, but it, it's, it's, it's very similar in other ways, you know? Yeah, the, the narrative is the same. Yeah, then yeah, that's that's it. the narrative is the same. A little bit of a different like like uh, bits and pieces. Obviously, you can nitpick and stuff, but pretty similar situation here. Uh, but Harden, for those of you that don't know, uh, KD over the weekend suffered a left thigh contusion. Basically, got kneed in the thigh when he was going up for a layup. And you know, we know KD. He does he does sit out a decent amount, especially especially as of recently. I feel like this year they've been you know taking it you know way. Make uh, the safer route, especially that you're not taking any chances. We should say because what the Achilles, yeah, I think it was his Achilles he tore in the finals a couple of years ago. So yeah, taking taking all the proper precautions with him, he gets he gets a little bit of a bruise, and and he's gonna be sitting for for a couple of games. But he, he gets a bump on his left thigh day to day. He might miss some more time. Harden though, Tanner, that's the more serious 
uh, concerning things. I thought Harden was, I think he is, I don't know if he's the most important factor on this team, but as far as the point guard, ball handler, also third, you know, second to third scoring option, he's one of, if not the most important piece, right, on this team. And for him, especially what he did in the regular season, I think his injury, the, the re-aggravating of the hamstring, also it's a hamstring pull that he has. Like that's, that's kind of concerning going into the playoffs, I think. Yeah, for sure, because people are always re-aggravating their hamstrings. <laughs> exactly. Like, like, Those things are like those nagging injuries there are nagging that's it too perfect thing hangs around you know for a while oh my god i had one of those not too long ago i was actually proud of myself i said you know what we're not we're not going day by day with this thing i see you have one right now i'm not going day by day and then you just you just bite it and you just rip it off and if there's any blood get a get a get a paper towel and it'll be all good but that that is uh, that's what the nets shouldn't be doing i should say with him just ripping it right off you know take your time hamstrings a nagging injury but that's that's concerning also lamarcus aldridge we talked about it a couple weeks ago him going to the nets now he's not not even a part of the nets anymore tanner what do you think about that he's like they lose a guy like that i mean it's sad because he had to retire because of that is not a joke that is upsetting yeah exactly that's no joke but great career um i i feel like it's got to be pretty serious for him to pass up an opportunity to get a ring yeah exactly exactly That'd be pretty bad. I think he was close to like 20,000 career points too. Like he was pretty close to 20 K points. And I don't think you just walk away, you know, with that, like you said, it's it's not serious. serious. So so that's upsetting. All right. With him. It affects the team though. Right. Cause that was one of the things like, Oh, they're adding Aldridge. Oh, they're adding Blake Griffin. And now they don't have an Aldridge. The Blake Griffin too. That thing, like like we talked about, that's been really nothing. Not much to talk about as far as a Blake Griffin addition, as far as I know. Unless you know any yeah. anything to talk about as far as Blake Griffin goes. I haven't seen next to anything as far as him on that team. I mean, yeah, I haven't seen any like any crazy a couple Blake dunks. Griffin highlights lately. Exactly like the two dunks he had on the team, you know, that he never done. I saw he dunked against uh they played the Pistons. I saw he like dunked against Oh them. yeah, I did see that. Like after never dunking with them. I thought that was kind of funny. But yeah, they lose Aldridge a decent piece. He was starting at center for them for the most part as well. So they lose their starting center, a versatile guy who can switch. Uh, not, not as far as defensively goes, it's actually might be a benefit that he's not guarding a guy like Drummond. Cause when they played the Lakers, not too long ago, Drummond looked like Shaq against the Marcus Aldridge. He, <laughs> he could do anything he wanted practically. So on the defensive end, not, not so, not so sure much they're missing. They'll miss him offensively. So no LaMarcus Aldridge hardens down with the injury. KD is hurt again. Kyrie is usually playing, and when he plays, he's going to drop you a cool 30 to 35 more than likely. So not too much. When Kyrie's there, you don't really have to worry about what he's going to be doing for you on the court either. But again, I don't think Kyrie will miss any playoff games or anything like that, but he has missed games. Harden's going to continue to – and again, 15 games left in in the season, and they have played seven games together as a unit and looking for a championship run – let me tell you a very important factor, I think, as far as their run in the playoffs go and how they might want to be taking these last 15 games really seriously. The difference between the one seed and the and the two seed out east is pretty big. 
as far as your your route to the finals go if you're if you're the one seed you start out as of right now you're starting out playing uh the hornets you're playing charlotte the first round who has had no gordon hayward no lamella ball for several weeks on a month now by now and lamello should be back by the playoffs we'll see i don't know if gordon will either but either way hornets, and then you play the winner no, of the hawks knicks Hawks, Knicks, or Hawks, Boston, depending if Boston gets right up there. I think Boston will get there. They, they've been there at that. Yeah, as spot. of right now. As of right now, you're right, though. So Hornets, right, for the first seed, Hornets, and then either Atlanta or New York. That's a pretty easy route to the, to the conference finals, I think, for that number one seed. And then for, for number two, though, for the number two seed, you start out playing, no, not not Charlotte and, and Terry Rozier. No, you're playing Jimmy Butler, Bam out of Bayou, and, and the Miami Heat. The, in the, the, first the returning round. Eastern Conference champion. Exactly. Exactly. So you're playing them. Sure. They, they've had, you know, they've been a little a little shaky recently. Uh, also, with Tyler Hero averaging like seven points in the last couple of weeks. So he's he has not been playing well. Victor Oladipo, I think, is still hurt with a knee injury. So Oladipo is still not on the court. We'll see if he's back before the playoffs. But if this team is at full strength, okay, full strength Miami, that is a scary first-round matchup for almost yeah, for anybody. Sure. I would think not even just for the Nets, for, for basically anybody, right? Yeah, I would think so. I feel like that's one of the teams you would least want to play if you're one of those top seeds. And like you said, Eastern Conference champions. So, yeah, especially you don't want to run into them in the first round. And then the second round, you play either Milwaukee or Boston. That's that's yeah. tough, man. That's not easy. Yeah, you you go from Miami to Boston or Milwaukee, or you go from the Hornets to Atlanta or New York. One of those ways is a clear route to the NBA Finals, and one is 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 a route for upsets. Might, might I yeah, say, sure. or, or potential has a route for upsets. So. Keep your eyes on that. They they might want to take these 15 games a little bit more seriously. I know the Sixers are, so keep keep your eye on that one and two seat. As of right now, though. Yeah, it's important. It's like super important. That's what I'm saying. Like, you don't want to match up against Jimmy Butler and Bam, and then in the second round have to play Giannis and in, in, in their defense. And then as far as Drew Holiday goes, he's been, you know, as far as – uh, an X factor. He's been that X factor piece for them in some of these big games we've seen. So, Hey, again, you know how, you know, low I am on Milwaukee, but again, if, if you've only played seven games together, a guy like Giannis, a, a group who's been playing together all year on, don't underestimate, you know, team chemistry as, as well as, as well as a team's defense. So, Keep your eyes on those two seeds. It is a little bit of a concern of mine, but as of right now, I st- I, I still like them. I think to win, uh, to win the Eastern Conference as of right now, I still think they should be the favorites. You know, and I don't, I don't the, think the, the Nets. Nets, the Nets. Yeah, I don't. I'm not. I'm not like. I'm. I still think they should win the East. At, in the postseason. Yeah, like if they're healthy. Oh, okay. Okay. I, th- I don't know if you meant for the regular season. The oh, season. no, I'm sorry. Let me clarify. I think they will make it to the, I think they should uh, win the Eastern conference in the playoffs, make it to the okay. finals. Okay. Okay. I, I would agree. Yes. I think they, sh- as of now, you know, un- unless we're, we're, you know, we're still 15 games out, so they might get five or so games, you know, to play together before we get there. But unless we're, you know, we're right there at, at that, at that one game left and they still have yet to play together. And, you know, no James Harden, you know, where Kyrie took another leave of absence. Who knows? Unless it's something like that and it's just like, okay, there's no way Brooklyn or you know, 
or the 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 rock continues to roll down the hill because of right now kind of just seems to be kind of rolling like he gets hurt he gets hurt lamarcus Aldridge retires things aren't really going in, in the right direction unless things change uh yeah but as of right now like i said if those three guys are healthy i don't think anyone can beat that team in the eastern conference if those three guys are healthy and out there playing uh is a little bit of a concern yeah, I wouldn't of mine, think so. so but again you're, yeah i wouldn't think so yeah, exactly. So we're both we're both pretty high on them right now. Keep your eye on that one and two. See, that is kind of the thing to watch. Tanner, as of now, though, you said it about the Knicks uh, at the five seed right now, right? I think they're the fifth seed the yeah, Knicks are. the Knicks are the five seed. That's pretty – like, when was the last time – or they won six games in a row recently, too, as well, didn't they? Like, they've recently yeah, that, won on a... Yeah, they're on a six-game winning streak, and I think it's, like, the first time since, like, 2011 or something like that. Like, probably since it's last been a time long Carmelo time. was on the team. Carmelo was baller or something <laughs> yeah. last time like that. But it's been a while. They're balling. Uh, your guy in Julius Randle, you said – I think you, you – he was your pick, if I remember correctly, to be um, most improved. Right, yeah, you picking to be most improved. I mm-hmm. picked I what's did. his face in Detroit stinking it up. Uh, Jeremy Grant, uh, Jeremy Grant, exactly. So that's not looking too hot. You probably definitely have the edge in that discussion. Uh, most improved player, he's balling right now. Yeah, playing yeah, like I a saw he put up like 44 and 15 or something. I think he had like eight assists to that game or seven yeah. assists, too. Like he's doing everything for them, you know. And uh, what, like you said, the fifth the seed Knicks, as of Knicks now, play good defense. I think I think they're a top three defense as far as rating goes, maybe even number two, number one. I think sometimes they are number two or one. Maybe maybe number two. I know them and the Lakers have been yeah. like you know kind of back and forth for that official number one defense. But you know Thibodeau, I got to give it to him. I, I thought that was a little bit of a you know historic hire, a little bit of you know going backwards, a guy who was kind of out of his time. But I was wrong. It kind of seems like the Timberwolves just kind of, you know, chew up and spit out anyone or anything that, that goes to that organization. <laughs> so let's not, let's not, you know, hold that against him. And I love what he's yeah. doing this year, you know? I mean, A-Rod buys the team and then he separates from J-Lo. The, the team is, the team is cursed. It's cursed, Timberwolves man. Cursed it's organization. Cursed. You see, Anthony Edwards didn't even know who A-Rod was. Yeah, he's like, he's like, he's like, I, I was like, I'm not a big baseball guy, and he's like, yeah, but Alex Rodriguez, <laughs> the Yankee, you don't know him, and he's like, nah, I don't know baseball. <laughs> and it's like, dude, I don't you know this guy? Uh, you might want to study up. He's he's the new owner of your team, but uh, that, that's hilarious. Also, the Clippers, you know, me, obviously a guy. I think I I just keep it real as far as the Clippers go. Maybe you think I'm opinionated as far as them, but I think I just keep it real as far as the Clippers go. But they have been flying under the radar, I think, as of Yeah, I feel like they're the, the one of the least talked about contending teams. I don't want to say it, but are they my, like, dark horse this year? Like, I hate to That's... put them right there, but they might – they might just be. I think they're flying. I think they're flying under the radar. Give credit where it's due. They won. Uh, they they uh, at least uh, last time I checked on Monday won eight out of their last nine games. And then since Rondo was traded for, they're seven and one. They've lost one game. And Paul George is averaging thirty points per game since they traded for Rondo as well. So. That's scary. Seeing that for, if, if PG can play like that in the playoffs, that was one of my big concerns with the Clippers. You know, what Paul George are we going to be seeing? Is it pandemic P or are we, or are we getting indie Paul George back taking the heat seven games, you know? So that's the big question. What Paul George is going to be there. They, they, they solved the point guard issue, right? They got Rajon. Yeah. 
Uh, only big thing now, like I said, what Paul George, what Paul George are you getting? And then biggest concern is paint presence when playing a Lakers who have Drummond and AD or a Gobert or uh, a Jokic. Even maybe maybe they play a Jokic or even a, a DeAndre they, Ayton. They did have issues with a Nuggets team before. Oh yeah, do we want to? Oh yeah, they blew the three-one lead. If we all if we all don't forget or don't remember, so that happened. I think that's still an issue for them, and that's still kind of their kryptonite down low. So keep an eye on that. Uh, but overall, guys, I think I, I I'm getting not more sold, but I'm buying more stock. I should say in, into this Clipper team. I like on the direction they're going. Uh, and again, give give credit where credit is due. The Celtics playing okay. I think I think they they went on a six seven game uh, win streak last I lost week. Lost tonight though. But they I was gonna say I think they just lost again. So up and down for for Boston. Who really knows what they're capable of doing this year? I don't even know what the ceiling is on that team. Maybe probably probably might be. Yeah, they're one of the most exit. confusing teams. But they should be good. They should be a they lot better. Be than what they are so it's it's just a big question mark for them atlanta big big surprise this year as well they're the four seed right now so atlanta new york you gotta say they're you know some of the biggest surprises toronto being out of the top eight you know being in the top 10 as well that's surprising watch out for washington watch out for the wizards they are a game back from being that 10th spot so the wizards could be in the playing tournament uh, we predicted, I, at least I predicted them to make the play-in tournament. Remember, we were talking about their run a couple, maybe mm-hmm. a month ago, a couple, maybe a couple months ago. I don't know. And uh, I think we both agreed that they could make the playoffs. At the very least, they should make the play-in tournament. It's looking that way. Uh, so if things are heating up, you know, as as far as the play-in tournament out, out west goes, the Warriors are on fire, win, winning five or five and one in their last six games, beating Joel Embiid and the Sixers, being the Nuggets last week. Steph's on fire, obviously. So keep your eyes on Steph and the Warriors. That kind of seems like the team you don't want to play in in the play-in tournament out west, which I'm kind of happy to see. It seems like the Warriors are the team you're kind of wanting to stay away from, kind of now in that in that bottom four at least i'm saying you know at least it was like kind of dallas or yeah i would still say probably dallas but i don't know as far as if if, if the warriors can continue to play through steph okay play through steph that's been the biggest difference in the last month yeah they've been playing through him and saying yo we got no one else we got no one else out there you do you go out there and ball and that's that's been the warriors game plan that's why we've seen so much success i should say as well and if they continue to do that way, I don't know if any team wants to run into them, any team wants to play them. Keep your eyes on all that, Tanner. So much, though, 15 games left. So much to talk about as far as as far as far the NBA goes, right? Yeah. it's We're coming down to the end here, getting hyped for the playoffs. Dude, I I've am thinking about it so much. I know. Fantasy I, basketball playoffs just started. Oh, really? That's, that's, that's a great point. Last 15 games or so, yeah, fantasy basketball playoffs. Keep your eyes on – or ho- hopefully, you know, keep your eyes on your lineups. Keep keep adjusting those. Hopefully your guys are staying healthy for the end of the year and stuff. But, Tanner, let's take a quick break. When we come back, like you said, mock draft season, all things NFL. We'll discuss 1 through 32, okay, our NFL mock draft. How, how's that sound? Sounds great. All right, guys, we will be right back.
All right, welcome back, everybody. Like we said before the break, all things football, it's mock draft time in this second half of the show. Uh, Tanner, you know, about a week away, a little, a little over a week away from the NFL draft. Now, lots of buzz, lots of hype. We've talked a lot about the QBs so far, the, the top five quarterbacks supposed to go. Not too much about, you know, the overall first round as a whole, though, right? Really haven't had a chance yet, though. Yeah, but we're about to. I mean, quarterbacks aren't the only people that play. Regardless. Exactly, exactly. How many people are on the floor or how many people are on the field at once for for – uh, for 11 on each side, 11 on each side. Okay. So that's it. 11 on each side. Those players matter too, is, is what we mean. So let's go one through 32 Tanner. Let's start with you. You go odd. I'll go evens. Okay. Let's start with you. The number right. one pick from Jacksonville. Who do the Jacksonville Jaguars select number one overall? Obviously everyone knows <laughs> yeah. that uh, Trevor Lawrence is going to go number one to Jacksonville. (laughs) Urban Meyer came out of retirement from uh, some health concerns, I guess. Yeah, I guess. Which was the same reason he retired from Florida. But that's regardless of the point. Comes out of retirement to coach Jacksonville only because he has this generational talent at quarterback coming out. It's Trevor Lawrence. It's a done deal. Book it. He's going to be a uh, 15 year NFL pro. He can do it all. He's six, six beautiful hair. He's just, yeah. he's, he was made in a lab. <laughs> he really does kind of seem like he was, man. That's hilarious. The hair, uh, but yeah, number one overall is, it, I feel like it's been like, you know, even dating back to like last year's draft or the year before it's like, we don't know who's going to be number one this year, but we know who's going to be number one next year or the year after that, you know, we knew it was going to be Trevor Lawrence all this time. Uh, It's, it's, it's his turn. I agree. Number one overall, it's, it's gotta be, I mean, like you said, coach came out of retirement for him. Like (laughs) you gotta be, it's, it's, it's for that generation. So number one, you go Trevor's number two overall uh, for the Jets. I think they will be selecting Zach Wilson with their number two overall pick. They just traded uh, Sam Darnold, need a quarterback. He seems to be the the fit there. That also seems to be the name we keep hearing out, out of the Jets organization. Uh, Wilson, Wilson, Wilson. So number two overall uh, will be Zach Wilson from BYU to the Jets. Yeah, I love the Zach Wilson pick. I think he's going to be – a great NFL quarterback. I think he's got all the arm talent in the world, and I think he's, I think he's ready. I think he makes the right decisions. He doesn't put the ball in danger, and he's got a rocket for an arm. He has everything you want for a franchise quarterback. That's it, man. And I think I think it's based not a done deal, but that's I feel like that's all we've been seeing, hearing, and it feels like not as much as Lawrence uh, to the Jacks, but it's almost that much of a lock, Wilson. To the Jets, you know? Yeah. So, at number three, uh, me and Casey have quite a bit. <laughs> but I think the number three pick is going to be Mac Jones. That's what all the reports are we'll still see. saying. They still say it's going to be Mac Jones. Kyle Shanahan loves Mac Jones, apparently. Apparently so. so. Passes on a guy with maybe higher upside and Trey Lance or Justin Fields. Mm-hmm to go with maybe the guy who's more ready now in Mac Jones, but they say they're keeping Jimmy Garoppolo. So 
makes no sense to me, dude. That makes yeah. no sense. Like you I got, don't really get it, but that's what the reports say. Do you really think that if they get Jones, though, like they're going to keep Garoppolo and not play him right away? I, I don't. I think it has the same uh, ring as all those other quotes, like, uh, you know, like Josh. Gone, basically, or what, what do you think? Josh is our quarterback. Oh or, yeah, 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 yeah. Odell Beckham Jr. Yeah, 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 yeah. I got you. Just like a, you basically not lying, but you're lying. You know what I mean? Yeah, basically, <laughs> you're lying. But yeah, that's what it is. It's lying. But. Okay, yeah, not the, not the sugar cut or anything. So number three, you got you got your man Mac Jones going number three. He's not my man, man. He's you know? so your man. He's so your man. I think he's going number three. I don't know if he's my man. When I when I think of Mac Jones, I think of Tanner File. I don't know why. I think of Tanner File and Mac Jones, best friends, go, <laughs> going to get some food. Hopefully, Mac, hopefully you're driving though, because I Mac Jones has a DUI. So hopefully you're driving and not Mac Jones. But either way, as far as that decision making too, uh, but but. <laughs> Two DUIs, but it could two? be. I didn't know he had two DUIs. That's what I saw on Twitter, but I know I, he, I know he, I know he has one. I know he at least has one. But. I know he has one, and that, as far as I go, people saying, I know all, all I hear people saying is, if, not, not to say that it knocks the guy's character, but I think it slightly does. And people saying he's like such a smart guy. He's so smart. He's so smart. He's so smart. I'm like, just got a D. Like, how smart can he possibly be, though? I'm so sorry, but you see, you're telling me he's he's Einstein here, but I, I'm not I'm not exactly seeing that. So, I mean, I, some great NFL quarterbacks have had some no issues. no off the field issues, ex- exactly. But all I'm saying is, I don't want to just hear all. I don't, don't want to and like vilify a kid that was 18, 19 years old. You know, no, exactly, exactly, definitely just a, just a, a mistake he made as a kid, exactly, but. Something I do think that should be thrown out when you're talking about a leader of your franchise for sure. But also, so you got Mac Jones going number three. All right, so I, I, I got the draft um, simulator right here. Mac Jones is selected at the number three overall pick. Number four, okay, Atlanta right there. Tanner and I have talked about this a decent amount, I feel like, at that number, or a little bit at least. Uh, we think Atlanta is most likely going to move out of that four spot. But as of now, they they're, they're they're sticking we're not them. doing trades exactly that's that's so messy when you start the whole well didn't yeah, they have their pick or they had their pick and then they're so we're not going to start that if any trades happen or anything you know maybe we'll update it or anything like that but number four atlanta i, I think they do need to work on their defense but i'm also a fan of taking the best player available so at number four if i if i was atlanta i would take kyle pitts with the number four overall pick if i were them all right, I love it. I think he's. I, I've heard him described as the most sure prospect in the draft. Like he's not gonna bust. Basically. Yeah, like he's yeah. the most like bust proof. Okay, that's yeah, that's a good term. Yeah, I heard at his floor, he's Darren Waller, who's on his floor. Yeah, who's one of so, the best. Yeah, so like worst case scenario, he's one of the better tight ends we've seen, right? So yeah, like cool. Kyle Pitts is supposed to be a generational. <laughs> tight end like he's the number one graded tight end of all time oh so he's coming out right i didn't know he was number one of all time if he goes number four he will be the highest picked tight end tight end ever dang well a lot of hypes were uh, surrounding him we've seen him on the floor what a freak of nature he seems to be 
like you said, seems like he's, you know, bust proof almost. And I think Atlanta, you know, despite having some defensive issues, why not, you know, max out your offense or, or at least add to your offense. You're already paying so much, you know, for a guy like Matt Ryan, your, your, your cap is basically being used. You can, you, you don't have the cap to go out and sign, you know, these big weapons for your offense. So while a guy like that is available right there for you to snag at number four, go get Kyle Pitts at number four. Yeah. And then coming back, we got the Bengals at number five. Obviously, they got the quarterback last year. Joe I mean, Burrow. Yeah, seemed, what do you, I'm excited to see what you got. I love watching Joe Burrow. But that offensive line is terrible. It's awful. And if you take Pinay Sewell, which who I, I'm taking for them, okay, I think it makes that offensive line significantly better. Isn't he like – and I've heard just like – also similar, not maybe as much, maybe not non-bustable or, or non, uh, yeah, non-bustable. But as far as you know, offensive lineman goes, generational talents go. Sewell, I've heard phenomenal things about this. Yeah, guy. and it makes their offensive line a lot better because he slides in at left tackle. He moved Jonah Williams to right tackle, which he's better fitted to play. And then you can move their right tackle into play guard, and you get an upgrade at three different positions across your offensive line. Yeah, overall. And then also looking at what he was doing last year, we saw him, you know, have the, a little amount of time, all that pressure in the pocket. He tear, right? Then he, he tear, tears the ACL, right? Mm-hmm. Then, then he, so he tears the ACL. Obviously, you, you don't want to, you can't just say it's all because of the offensive line, but, you know, he was not protected properly. And how can you expect to have a guy long term if you don't protect him, right? Yeah. I mean, obviously, uh, Jamar name? Chase was his teammate, right? Receiver. Yeah. And so it's tempting, but this is a super receiver heavy class. Yeah. I think you have an opportunity to get yourself a real playmaker in that second round. Yeah, you're not wrong. I've heard I've heard a lot of receivers possibly. And again, I know they have that chemistry already, but you you, you gotta protect your quarterback. We, we we hear Russell Wilson right now, you know. We, we hear him, he's he's got the receivers, he's got Lockett, he's got Metcalf, and yeah, he's like, hey. I don't care. I want out if I don't get some more protection up front. I don't care. So that kind of shows you how important that is to a guy like Russell Wilson who has the weapons, right? So I love it. I think that's a phenomenal choice. And I I would be uh, honestly disappointed in the Bengals. I wouldn't say I'd be too surprised because it's the Bengals, but I would be a little disappointed if they don't snatch this guy up. I'm right there with you. So they, they get Sewell at five. Number six, okay, number six, let me put that in. So then Miami's right there at number six. I was kind of hoping or hoping, thinking at least if if Atlanta ends up going defense or if Atlanta ends up, you know, trading out of that pick, maybe Pitts does fall to six and he goes to Miami. I think that is a liable option. But as of now, Pitts is Pitts has gone at number four. So at number six, I think Miami, they go that route, though. They need a weapon for Tua. I think they go out and get Jamar Chase, a guy who could be going to the Bengals. If he stays around, I think he goes to Miami. Yeah, I love it. I don't think Jamar Chase gets past the Dolphins at six. I'd be pretty surprised. Unless unless Pitts is already uh, unless Pitts is available, then I say they take Pitts, yeah. and then maybe the next guy gets maybe maybe the Lions get um the Lions get him. But either way, yeah. I've heard he's Anquan Bolden. I've heard he's he's the best receiver in this class, straightforward yeah, too. Like, like so, so you know. But he's he's like a fast. They, I heard he's a fast Anquan Bolden because Anquan Bolden slow. 
Well, good to see. And then as far as Devontae Smith goes back, back when in the, as far as like the championship game around there, people were saying he was going to be a top five overall pick. You know, people were obviously yeah. going way, way over hyping that. Um, but he's he's definitely I think people think just of. get scared of the size with Devontae Smith. Mm-hmm. That's that's the big knock as well. I was going to say just smaller build, obviously. So but yeah, I, I think he goes at number six. So uh, I think I think Chase goes six. All right. Put that in, and then at number seven, mm-hmm. I don't think. What do you Trey, got? I, I don't think Trey Lance gets past number seven. I think you, you draft Trey Lance at number seven. You let him sit a year behind Jared Goff. What do you do with Goff though? Then let him play out, play for another team. Hope he boosts his drafts. I just feel like Jared Goff is not the answer for this. This Lions team, his no, contract is too yeah. big, and they need to rebuild. I mean, he's, yeah, he's getting paid. He's definitely getting paid. They, they're in a rebuilding mode. I'm not sure if they think, hey, now we got the quarterback solved, so now we just have to go get everything else. So I, I don't know how highly they value a guy in golf. That's kind of the question. Obviously, with this pick, not not so much whatsoever if they go out and get a quarterback. So, yeah, I I think it's interesting though. I definitely think it's interesting, and I think it's definitely a liable opportunity. But if they are keeping Goff, I would like them to go and get him at the very least, someone to throw to, right? Or some, or maybe someone to protect him up front. You know, that's what yeah. I would think if he was the guy. But if you're right, if God, we'll know right away. Well, I think I we'll don't know. think the Lions will pick a quarterback because. I think teams will trade up above them to get a quarterback. Oh, so they won't have a chance. I think if he falls to seven, I think it's very likely that it's Justin Fields or Trey Lance. All right, number eight. This is tough, man. This is this is really tough because they just. I think it's one of the hardest like points in the draft. They just traded right five pretty good players left, Mm -hmm. and they just traded for for a quarterback and Sam Darnold, obviously. So you would probably think it's like, hey, they just traded for a guy, you know. But but a lot of people think that this is kind of just like a one year tryout kind of uh, kind of for Darnold, maybe. But they did pick up his option, which is like I think nineteen million, eighteen million. So they're paying him a little bit this year. Why would you? Why wouldn't you get something to help? It doesn't make a lot of sense as far as right now. Let, let's say, you know, they, they have Darnold since they did trade for Sam Darnold and didn't, you know, trade up in the draft or, you know, hold out and just say, well, mm-hmm. we're going, we're getting it through the draft. I don't think they go quarterback. I don't, I don't think, think so either. I, I, I don't think they do. And, and I think they go and get honestly an offensive lineman to protect a guy in, in, um, Sam Darnold, I'm sorry. So I think they go Rashawn Slater more than likely offensive lineman, and he's he's a Carolina fan. Yeah. They get a guy to protect their new quarterback. Yeah, I think Rashawn Slater is the most NFL ready off NFL lineman. Like he'll step in he right can, away and he okay can play tackle. He can play guard. He's he's a road grader. He gets in front. He he's he's a beast in the run and the pass game. He's a little undersized to play left tackle. So uh, does he play he's left tackle? I didn't see offensive line. Yeah, either way, yeah, that's it. He's an upgrade either way. And if they if they are sold or if they if they really want you know to maximize this year with Darnold, you're not going to do that drafting a quarterback just sitting there and waiting for him to mess up, right? So that's not the way to go. If if you think 
Darnold is the long-term fit. So I think they go offensive lineman with at, at, at number eight. Well, like I said, uh, Rashawn Slater. All right. Brings me to number nine. Number nine. This is a cool all one. Right. I'm going is... going Justin Fields, number all nine. Right. Yeah, it's, you got I feel you. like I'm getting all the quarterbacks. With you my are thing. getting all the quarterbacks. You are. You're getting all the cool ones. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I think – I think the Broncos are pretty high on Drew Locke. Yeah. More high than I am for sure. But but Justin Fields is definitely an upgrade over Drew Locke. He can do it all. He ran off four four. Yeah, he's, he's fast, yeah, yeah, throw I mean, it, say he's got an arm. Yeah. He's got a strong arm. I don't know. I don't know how accurate he is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's not I mean, like the you, the hot spot at least. Needs to, I think he is a guy who could benefit from sitting, but if he goes to a situation like Denver, he's probably going to start from day one. I feel like. So is Locke still on? Do you know if he's still on contract? Locke, he is. He's still on the team. So if I was them and and they do go this route, I would still, I would start Locke still. I would just say, hey, it's your position to lose. We're starting your week one. Fields isn't quite ready, you know. Maybe we're gonna maybe at least half the season sit him. So at least that's the goal. If if he has to play sooner, but that's that, that's what I would do. You know, plot try to play lock, try to get what what you what you what you can from him. Then as soon as you see a reason to, you're putting Justin Fields, and that's since since you're already having him on the roster, right? You might as well keep hold unless yeah. someone else is like like you said higher than we are on Drew Lock and wants to trade for him. I don't know, like. I don't know, but I, I like that pick. I think Fields, and either way, I think there's going to be a quarterback available at that number nine spot. Probably just one quarterback available. Could be two. We'll see, but it probably is just going to be the one guy available. And I, no matter no matter who it is, it, it, I, sh- I shouldn't say that. If it's, if it's a Mac Jones who's the last guy, I don't think he does go number nine. I don't think Denver picks him up. I think they, they – I don't know. I haven't heard much about – uh, Mac Jones going to Denver whatsoever. So I don't, I don't think it's, if it's, if it's Mac, I don't think he goes, yeah, I there, think but if it's Fields doesn't go number three, I think I he think drops to 15. I think he drops all the way to the paper. No, no I, think, else, I think people would trade. I think people would trade up for him. Unless someone, yeah, but as, as of where they are but, already but seated, without trades, I think he would drop all the way to 15. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. If without If someone doesn't yeah. move up. So that's my thing. But if, if fields or lands is available, they're going to be a Denver Bronco at number nine for sure. For sure. I like that pick a lot. Number 10. Here we are. My Dallas Cowboys not making the playoffs, you know, pays off a little bit. I think they will get their choice of a defender. They, they have their pick on defense pretty much. They need a corner. That has been the, the, the need for them for, for a couple of years now, especially after losing Byron Jones a couple of years ago to the Dolphins. So that's a need for them. Offensive offensive lineman, yes. I think you can get that a little bit later in the draft. As far as receivers go, you're maxed out there. And then as far as defense, like I said, I think corner is the the most uh, the area you need most. So at number 10, I think Dallas goes with Patrick Sertain, corner from Alabama. Yeah, Patrick Sertain, probably the most complete corner in the draft. Mm-hmm. Can kind of do a little bit of everything. Can play some zone, can play some man. Uh, played with Trevon, Trevon Diggs. Yep, they're a corner uh, right now, corner. obviously. So, so chemistry there. You love to yeah. see that. And 
you know, as far as what we've been hearing, he does seem to be one of the top, if not the top rated guy, as far as corners, you know, coming out of this class. So go out, go out and get, get, get the big name. Jerry Jones likes the big name. Go and get that. Unless a guy like Kyle Pitts falls all the way to 10, which is not going to happen. Unless a guy like that is available. Dallas needs to be picking Patrick Sertain at number 10. Yeah, I don't, I don't disagree with that. So moving on to the, Giants at number eleven. Yeah, this is interesting. They, I they do tough. a lot of things. Yeah, their, it's defense, tough. Is, their defense is gritty. I don't know if they're talented though. I feel like they could use. I feel like upgrade at almost every defensive level. You know. Yeah, yeah. Every at place least. could use something for sure. Mm-hmm. They could use receiver. They an could ed- use an edge rusher line. for sure, too. They could like, definitely use an edge rusher. Like, they got some players everywhere, but they don't have enough players anywhere. Mm-hmm. That's so, true. So, I think they upgrade receiver. I think it's, I think it's Jalen Waddle. I think Jalen Waddle goes number seven. Jalen Waddle, probably the fastest receiver in the class, at least game speed. Mm-hmm. Uh, Going to take the top off the defense. Going to open up space for Saquon Barkley in that running game to maybe do something underneath. You got Evan Ingram. Yeah. You yeah. got – They just had another yeah. tight end too, didn't they? Yeah. They just uh, – oh, 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 Rudolph, didn't he? Yeah, Rudolph. Rudolph. Yeah, exactly. So they, yeah. they're adding and you weapons. And you upgraded your defense and free mm-hmm. agency with – Yeah, you did. Uh, some defensive backs. So, they, they got several corners, I know. Yeah, yeah. and a safety, I think, as well. So, mm-hmm. so they added they added to the back, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think they go Jalen Waddle over Devontae Smith just because that elite speed that Jalen Waddle has, you can't coach that. Yeah, he, it's fine. I mean, I don't have a guy you toss a screen to and he's gonna take it 75 yards to the house. He's Tyree Kill. Like yeah, Devontae's for them, like you said, the build, you know, being a little smaller can be a little bit of a concern, especially at the NFL level. You know, you're a little worried mm-hmm. he might get uh, pushed around, bumped around a little bit too much, not be able to go up and get those balls because again, he's not strong enough to. So there's definitely more concerns. I think I think Devontae's upside though is a little higher as far as what he could, could potentially do, but he could, could if, he, if he fills out a if, little more. If Devontae Smith stays healthy, he's going to be incredible. Yeah, I think exactly. So I, you don't want to overlook that, but I think that's a pretty solid pick there at their 11. They definitely need to add, as far as Daniel Jones goes to, it's kind of a big, you know, testing year for him. Like, hey, we're going to kind of like a Baker yeah, thing. Th- th- this you know? needs to be the year where he performs. Yeah, like how how the Browns went and got Baker, Odell Beckham Jr., uh, Jarvis. He he got all those all those uh, multiple tight ends. They went and signed for him as well. It's it's very similar to what New York is doing, I think, or at least what you know they should be doing. Hey, let's let's maximize what's around this guy and see what we got. Right? That's, that's, I think mm-hmm. I think that's where they are. So I like that. Number twelve. My what what of my rivals in, in the division, the Eagles, uh, go go down and then I think they did have the sixth pick, right? Like they did have the yep, sixth. They moved down from six to twelve, which makes no sense because you lost your last your your last regular season game for a better pick. Like you lost for a better pick, and then you trade the better pick. What is going on in Philly? I'm simply happy to see it as a Dallas Cowboy fan. You have no idea what's going on over there in Philadelphia. But at number 12, we know the defense has issues. We know the offense has issues as well. So I really am torn between a Devontae Smith and a uh, what J.C. Horn. I'm really torn on, on either Horn or Smith. They do have a, a, a second-year guy, obviously, now in, in Hurts. 
that's tough, man. Do they go receiver or do they go corner? I think, okay, I'm going to go. They go and get Devontae Smith. Eagles get Devontae Smith at number 12. That's where we're going. Yeah, Eagles fans finally can stop complaining about taking a receiver. I know they took Jalen Rager later in the first round last year, but they they get a top-tier first-round receiver this year. I know they're always complaining about how they don't have weapons. So oh, always, always, go always. Go get him one. Go get one. And, and again, yeah, he's like I said, I think he has a big upside. They need a weapon, young quarterback. Go get him someone to throw to. So I think that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And so then we got the uh 13. We got the Chargers. Yeah. At 13. The Chargers are another team that they can they can do a lot of different things. They uh I think it's but, pretty clear though what they should do, right? At least I, I think feel like they I feel like you need to build around Justin Herbert. He's mm-hmm. a franchise quarterback. He's on a rookie deal. We've seen that that's kind of how teams have good years. You build around that rookie quarterback. Mm-hmm. So, ooh, this is tough. So, <laughs> I'm going to go – I think I go Christian Darisol. You got to protect him. Yeah. He's a he's a good tackle. He's from Virginia Tech. Yeah, he, uh he might, he still might be more NFL ready than Panay Sewell. The thing about Panay Sewell is he's super raw. That's what I've heard. Potential. He's, yeah, he has like all the talent in the world, but he's not. So should the Bengals get a guy who's not necessarily NFL? But I guess it's because you know what he could be is better yeah. what, than what these other. Guys but I mean, if he's Jonathan Ogden and you passed on him, no, you're, 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 yeah, obviously, then you're, you're kicking yourself. So that makes a lot of sense. Might as well get the guy with the highest upside instead of a guy who might be more ready now, uh, but won't be that eventually. So that makes sense. Yeah. So, Christian Darisol, protect your franchise quarterback and Justin Herbert. Christian Darisol's the pick. I'm tough now. This is really tough for me at 14. I with think the Vikings. Yeah. They need, they definitely could use. Some weapons on the defensive end. They could. I, th- I think they go edge rusher, something like that. I, th- I think they do do something with the defense at least. I'm not. I don't. I don't think at least. I think they would just draft a wide receiver last year. Blanking on his name right now. Justin Jefferson. Yes, thank you. So you just spent, uh, you know, a, a high pick on a receiver. Now I think it's about time to go and build the other parts of your team. So more than likely, again, I'm not too familiar with all the defenders in this draft, but more than likely, maybe they go uh, Jalen Phillips, who's an edge rusher from Miami. I'm not 100% sure. Yeah, yeah, Jalen Phillips is probably, like, we just talked about NFL already. He's probably the best edge rusher right now. He's he That's what I've seen, at least. He in for Gregory Rousseau when Gregory Rousseau opted out this year, and he outperformed him in the same defense. Okay. I didn't know that. And Miami has these two edge rushers, and originally everyone thought it was going to be Gregory Rousseau that went early, but it's probably going to be Jalen Phillips. I think Jalen Phillips is going to be the first edge rusher off the board. Okay, cool. That's that's what I've been seeing. I was look. I was looking. I really haven't seen too many edge I think rushers him and, going. Him and Quiddy or him or Quiddy Pay. I think. I really haven't seen. Yeah, very much him. Yeah, those are the only two I was really seeing. Maybe going even in this first round or early top twenty, top fifteen. Even I don't, I don't even think he's going to go that high. So, yeah, Phillips. I think he goes number fourteen. He helps adds to that defense. We know that was an issue for them last year. They got Cousins. They got uh, Dalvin Cook. They got Jefferson. They have pieces offensively i think they work on the defense all right and then we go on to the 
the Patriots at 15. Yeah, this, this is, is interesting. The Patriots picked in a long time. This is very interesting. I And yeah. they, they have their choice of a lot of real good players. Do you think they just – like, I think they need – some more offensive pieces at least at least as far as like you know long term it's a lot of older guys a lot of guys on big contract which is good but i'm just saying if i were them i would probably go out and get someone to help you on offense more than likely. yeah you say that but with the way the draft has kind of fallen for us here there's not really too many pieces available it, it, right now yeah the the value is on the defensive end at yeah. this time in the draft and do they I need think, a corner? Like, who, who do they go for? Like, who do I they think, go for? Yeah, I think they go J.C. Horn. I you, think you think J. they do? I do. Stephon Gilmore's on his way out of there. Yeah. He's not going to be there after this year. You don't think so? Oh, is he in the last year of his deal? Yeah. You uh, fill out uh, – you fill in another South Carolina corner with the South Carolina corner. Yeah. He's a man corner. He is essentially like – I mean, Stephon Gilmore is – his best like player comp yeah like I, just so i mean you get him in the same defense to learn from a defensive player of the year yeah that's a i mean I think it, it makes best. a lot of sense it definitely yeah. makes a lot of sense and like I you mean, said everyone thinks the patriots are going to go receiver but the receiver value is not there the receiver value is in the second round i think yeah, that's you, where they're gonna go they're gonna go receiver yeah. in the second. all the guys that we yeah they're all gone by this point again the only that's a great point. Only way they go offense, I think, is if a guy in Mac Jones, if they're high on Mac Jones, we all are kind of we we might all just be assuming Bill Belichick likes. I don't even know if he likes Mac Jones or not. I think we all they might just be assuming. His head at him at the pro day. And he did go to his pro day as well, which I think is a factor. You know, he he wouldn't just get out of bed and go watch him throw. I I don't think maybe maybe a little bit of of uh, of meaning there him going to watch him throw. So I, again, if he's not on the board probably go defense you got jc horn going number 16 the cardinals have number 16 they did just lose uh what's his name patrick patterson on the uh what, they're, they're, or, sorry peterson i'm so sorry patrick patterson plays uh, for the clippers then he? he plays for the clippers yeah uh but peterson i'm so sorry and he was a long-term corner for them obviously losing him i think they filled that role as far as the next guy available, is it, it? I'm thinking Farley from Virginia Tech, but I don't really know as far as anyone yeah. else. Caleb Farley, probably the fast corner in the draft. He he he's interesting because talent wise, he's a top ten pick for sure. He might be more talented than Patrick Sertain. Might be more talented than J.C. Horn. Wow. He just opted out this year, and then uh, late in the draft process, gets back surgery. When he oh. needed it after the last season and didn't get it during the opt out when he could have, so a lot brings in a lot of questions, right? Questions, like what the heck? yeah, it's yeah. Just, just it's just weird. So I feel like that kind of lowered him on a lot of people's draft boards. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't know that. That makes a lot of sense, but I, I do think they go defense. Um, I just, yeah, I don't think it makes they, a lot they of get sense. a steal with Caleb Farley fills a need this late in the draft, like. At 16, he's way higher than the 16th best player in this draft. And I don't think they need, like, an edge rusher. Obviously, they, they just went out and signed a guy um, in J.J. Watt. They also what drafted a guy in um, just a, just last year or a couple of years ago. They just drafted, I thought, an edge rusher as well. Uh, Son Reddick. I'm blanking on his name right now. But, yeah, they, they just drafted a guy there. So, 
defensively, you know, as far as far as up front, you, you, you wouldn't think they'd get something like that. Probably going to get someone uh, as far as a corner or a safety. And then as far as offensively goes, I was maybe thinking they go receiver, but unless they move up and take a receiver, like we were saying, there's not really someone worth taking at this point. So, yeah. And then so we got the Raiders at 17. Mm hmm. I think it's Micah Parsons. Micah Parsons is one of the best players in the draft. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of think versatility when you think Micah Parsons. He can he can rush from the edge. He can play off-ball linebacker. He can play strong safety. He can play a big nickel corner. Like he's he's like Isaiah Simmons kind of. Yeah, yeah. I got he's, you. He's versatile. He's another opt-out guy. Oh, this. so that's why we're seeing those guys drop maybe even too. Yeah. Okay, I got you. That makes sense. So, but he's he's a he's a hell of a player. I think the Raiders would be ecstatic if he was there at 17 for them. It, it fills a huge need for their team, and he's definitely the best player available. And then now here's the question as far as, you know, Miami back at number 18. They already got their guy in a receiver, so I don't think they take a receiver at number 18. They probably are adding something as far as an edge rusher or something like that. As far as who's left, do they take a guy like uh, what you said a second ago? Uh, was it Quiddy you said who was the, yeah. the other best guy? So maybe they take a guy like that as far as what else they're needing. I think that is somewhat of a need for them on, on the edge at least. Yeah, Quiddy Pay, his numbers don't match the real production that he had at Michigan. He's he's a good run stuff defensive end, and he can rush the passer. Uh, the sack numbers don't jump off the page, but he they do kind of running back. They kind of running back. Maybe they. Get, I don't think Harris though will go there. But but I I like to think of Quiddy Pay. I I think he's one of the I, best. I think they the go defense. Players. Yeah, I, I think yeah. they go defense. So we'll lock that in at number eighteen. All right, and then we got uh, the Washington football team. The team with no name. (laughs) The team with no name. I think it's uh, the linebacker from Notre Dame, Jeremiah Owusu. uh, How do you say that? J-O-K from Notre Dame. J-O-K, that's that's a good way to say that. (laughs) Yeah, uh, Linebacker, okay. Yeah, it fills a need. They, They got John Bostic in the middle. You pair him with him. You got an elite linebacking pair. You've seen that work in that conference with the that's what the Bucks do. They have an mm-hmm. elite, fast linebacking core. That's what uh, JOK brings you. He uh, he's a good off-ball linebacker. If it wasn't for Micah Parsons, I think he goes a lot earlier in this draft. But I think they're happy to get him there yeah. at nineteen. That's not bad. I like that too. Uh, number 20, Chicago. How about them Bears? Tough because obviously they need a quarterback. And well, they got they got big red, you know, behind center. They got Andy <laughs> Dalton, obviously, now. Uh, so it's tough. I think they do need to protect whoever they put back there. They they don't have the best offensive line. They also you, you can always add to your defense, but overall, if I were them, I would try to protect my quarterback. At the very least, you don't need Andy Dalton, you know, scrambling out of the pocket, you know, five, six times a game. You want to keep him under, you know, in that pocket, less pressure as possible for, for a pocket passer like he is. So as far as the best guy, would it be a guy like uh, Jenkins, to, uh, Tevin Jenkins? Do you think he'd be the best offensive guy, offensive tackle available? Yeah, I mean, at tackle, I mean, I think Elijah Barry Tucker's probably the best offensive lineman, but I think he's probably a guard. 
at the NFL level. Mm-hmm. So it's like that's hard what to. That's what I'm debating between. I'm pro- but I mean, Tevin Jenkins is good from Oklahoma State. He's his tackle. You, but who are you protecting? I don't know. I feel like you, you got to go. Get- like who else? Who else would they get? Yeah. Like, yeah, I mean, what, what do you think, though? On, like, honestly, what, what do the you Bears think? need? That's just telling you the Bears need to move up or move down. Yeah, you're right. Either I do think they need another receiver as well. I, I want to say get a receiver, but at number 20, again, you can probably get one a little bit later, you would think, unless you want to get your, your pick of, yeah. of, of the next. They might be sold available. on one of those guys. So, so again, that kind of just depends. I on like, uh, I like Elijah more. I like Rashad Bateman, but. I think Tevin Jenkins is a fine pick at 20. We're going, we're going Jenkins just because I know what they have at quarterback. I, I saw that in Dallas last year, and they don't want him scrambling. They want him cool, under you know, cool, calm, and collected in that pocket. So yeah, we'll go offensive tackle for the Bears. <laughs> All right. And then at 21, we got the uh Indianapolis Colts. The Colts are in a good position. They got a, a lot of players that can improve their team right here mm-hmm. i like hmm i think they need to have that rusher so let's go let's go aziz from georgia a little early aziz, aziz, aziz oh, okay i got you yeah i got you I got georgia you. Mm-hmm. he's kind of a raw pass rusher but i think he has some of the highest potential in the draft. You pair that with a elite D tackle that they have. Maybe he'll get some some one on one situations to rush faster. I think it could be a good pick to an auto automat. Uh, excuse me, an already good Indianapolis Colts defense. They have a roster, you know, like I said, there's a reason they went out and got a guy in Carson Wentz. They thought quarterback was one of the biggest holes on their roster, right? This is a pretty solid team here. And like you said, definitely have a decent amount of choices there at 21. I I like that pick for sure. As far as here's now, let me open this up to you now. Okay. Tanner about a pick 22. I think I think for me, I'm gonna give myself a little bit of a round of applause. I think I did pretty good going this far into the draft, and I, I know pretty much almost every player we've named. So I'm gonna give myself a pat on the back. As of now, though, 22 through 32, I'm gonna be leaning on my bud here for a little for a little uh, a little help here, a little assistance. I know, obviously, Tennessee needing another corner, maybe you know, obviously another weapon would help or would help offensively as well. Another tackle, you know, you, you couldn't hurt adding an offensive lineman either. Is yeah. there a guy that jumps out to you at here at twenty two? Yeah, I mean, I like uh, Zaven Collins here from Tulsa. Uh, he's a real big linebacker. I think he's like six six. Oh wow, he's fast. Yeah, plays all fall. Uh, yeah, I think he's going to be exciting as an athlete. He's probably not going to be the best coming out, but I think okay. he has a high potential. And it adds to a Tennessee Titans defense that kind of needs it. Yeah, maybe they do. do yeah, probably Collins. Probably Collins would probably be the best choice there. Thinking about Because like, thinking about what they had last year with Clowney, um, he, he did he have any sacks all year long? I don't even know if he got one sack all I year long. Don't think I feel, I feel like he does. didn't get one sack all year long, and they and they paid him as if you know he, he'd be doing a great deal amount of work. So 
I, why not go go out and get a guy who you know can can do what you what you were kind of hoping a guy like that could do for you last year? So yeah, I like so that. Then pick. At twenty three, the Jets have another pick. They took yeah. Zach Wilson for the first pick. You go get him a receiver to start him out with his career. They'll be linked their entire careers together. Zach Wilson and Rashad Bateman. Rashad Bateman. All right. He upgrade. He upgrades that receiving core from. Uh, one of the worst to a middle of the pack receiving core. Now you got Jameson Crowder, Corey Davis, and Rashad Bateman. I like it. Definitely Gets, going out and getting uh, weapons to start his career with. That's it. Do what you really didn't do. Obviously, Darnold, say what say whatever you want about the help he had and stuff, but go out and start on a nice note. You know, start fresh. You get a, you get a, you get a, a quarterback. Get him a weapon as well, so he has someone to throw to. I like that pick as well. Would you say? Uh, uh, let me see. All right, who's next? Twenty Steelers. Okay, that's tough. That's really tough. I'm not 100 sure as far as what the Steelers should do. I, they're they're. I think if running back, point, do you, do you go uh, Harris there because they do need it. They had no run game last year whatsoever. Yeah, but you know? their offensive line was terrible. But that was also because of the offensive line, and yeah. their offensive line is worse because they just had a bunch of guys leave. So who do you think is the gone. best? And they lost Pouncey too. So who's the best offensive I think, I think it's Barry Tucker. I think they go Elijah Barry Tucker right here. I think that's definitely who they go with if yeah. he's still available. He's a versatile offensive lineman. That's what they need because they kind of need help at. Yeah, they need to be able to run and they need to be able to protect Ben a little bit better as well. We see how some he's, he's throwing it 50 times and sometimes yeah. he's just throwing it right away because the pressure's coming right at him. So yeah, I like that pick. We'll go, we'll go Tucker with that one as well. We'll go that. That sounds good. All right. And then at 25, the Jaguars have another pick. Kind of feel like we're throwing it back to the beginning of the draft with my two picks with the Jets and the Jaguars there you here. Go. But uh Man, I don't know. The Jaguars need kind of everything. everything. I was gonna say, yeah, like you can't really go everything wrong. Kind of besides a running back, Najee Harris kind of jumps yeah, off the no board here that he's still available, but you don't they have, have they have James Robinson. Like he was offensive last year. But are there any good offensive tackles? Really? So I'm gonna go. Any? I'm gonna go Trayvon Moaning from TCU safety. They definitely need help, and as defensive backs, they. Mm. I have one of the worst pass defenses in the league. You put him with C.J. Henderson, who you drafted last year. You get a young, talented defensive back group. That's who we're going with. I like it. We're going with old Trayvon. Defensive line. So, the Browns at 26. I think no matter what, your offense really doesn't need any additions, I feel like. I feel like they're pretty set offensively, so you probably go defense. Do you think do you think Bar uh, Christian is it Barmore? You think he would be the best guy available at this point? He's a defensive lineman. I'm not yeah. sure as far as getting to the. I don't know if they need defensive line help that much. I mean, they have Miles Garrett and now Davion Clowney. Oh my god, I forgot they just got Clowney as well. You're you're right. I forgot but, about that. So they really. But he also Barmore is a defensive tackle. So, I mean, he, do he they go they, they go Joe Town from Washington. I don't I don't really. It's tough, man. I really don't. Maybe they go. Uh, uh, I like I like Greg Newsom there from Northwestern. Pretty talented corner, kind of like a Aldi version of J.C. Horn. Is what I think he is. I think 
Do you think they need corner more than edge rushing though? Like, getting, I, I, oh, they have Miles Garrett though. You're right, and they Jimmy Clowney. I don't think he's going to do do too much getting to the quarterback. But you're right, they do have both of those positions locked up already. As far as corner goes, obviously you can always add to your corner. But so yeah, we'll go Newsom with that with that the 26 pick going to Cleveland. A big year for Cleveland. A lot of additions for their team. You know, maybe should, should be seeing an even more of an improvement from that team next year. Yeah. And at uh, 27, you have the Ravens, who have absolutely no edge rushers on this team and kind of no receivers on this team. No receivers either. I think so. probably a receiver, right? Like, but, maybe, but you got Elijah Moore there, who's a smaller receiver, who you already have Hollywood Brown, who's a yeah. smaller receiver. Is there any like, – are, are there any big – I like Greg Rousseau from Miami here. He's talented. He's six seven. He's oh my gosh. Yeah, he's a big guy. He's talented. He's raw, but I think he's got a lot of potential. That's what I'm going with. Pick number twenty seven, Gregory Rousseau. Gregory, let me find him on the sheet. All right, Gregory, he is off of the board. All right, let's go. 28, New Orleans. Again, they, they're needing a lot. Uh, corn, you, you can always get better defensively, always get better uh, as far as their weapons go. No, no real money to talk about right now. So that's kind of the question. Where do you want to get better and cheaper? You know, that's, that's kind of the question for the Saints right now. You think they would go and add to the defense, but also you would think, do they go out and add to that receiving core for a guy in Jameis yeah. to give him, you know, more guys? To- yeah, I love Elijah Moore off to, off to the Saints. I think he, I think Sean Payton would love to have a guy like that in the. That's actually, actually that's not a bad pick. Elijah Moore's been compared to like a Tyler Lockett. Could you imagine? Okay, okay. Sean Payton with a Tyler Lockett. That would be Elijah nice. Moore is the. Receiver from Ole Miss that did the dog peeing thing. I do remember that. That's actually very in my mind. I guess that. So we're going Davis at uh what twenty eight. We were just at Elijah Moore. Oh yeah, yeah. Sorry, I saw. I thought of uh for for some reason the guy just popped in my mind. Have you ever seen the movie The Express? With er- about Ernie Davis. You ever heard of Ernie Davis? Yeah, from Syracuse. Yeah, from, yeah, from Syracuse. Yeah, it's mo- movie about him basically. No, I just Ernie Davis is probably I know why that's probably why I said Davis. But yes, uh, uh, Moore goes to to the Saints at twenty at twenty eight. Twenty nine is Green Bay. Yep. Who do you who do you so think twenty nine Green Bay? They could kind of use help at in the trenches. If you watch that Bucks game, I kind of feel like that's where that game was won. Was in the trenches. No, yeah, you're not wrong. They yeah. lose their center, which I think is bigger than people are thinking. He was a Good center. He's moving to uh, the Chargers. Oh, that, is that who they signed? I st- yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw that. Yeah, you're right. But uh, they could use help on the defensive line. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Landon Dickerson from Alabama. When oh, I see him, okay. Landon Dickerson. He's a senior. Mm-hmm. That's good. Yeah, he was. Uh, I believe he was Alabama's captain. Okay. He. Uh, Six foot six. He got hurt. He uh, came out after getting hurt. I don't know if you remember that. Mm-mm, I don't. But Landon's going to Green Bay. Good choice. Yeah, might as well. Improves, improves your offensive line. 
interior after you you lose your center, you can play center, you can play guard. I like the I like the move, Landon Dickerson. As long as it's not another quarterback, they can't really go wrong. <laughs> yeah. That's what I did last year, obviously. Uh, so number thirty, the Bills have the thirtieth pick. Uh, that's just tough. You you would think that defense. You you, you don't really think offense is the issue because but but you but when you know they, they get the addition of um what's his name Diggs um uh Stephon Diggs Stephon Diggs they they get the addition of him and you see what it does for a guy in Josh Allen so maybe they go and get a receiver here maybe they go and get an edge rusher here maybe they get a corner those are the three things I'm pondering. Uh, for the Bills, as far as the best best overall player available right now, yeah, I mean, I think they need defensive line help really bad. You think they go Christian Barmore or or Barmore think, from think, uh, Alabama? Yeah, I, mean, uh, I also think uh, anyone you think kind Eric of slips? Stokes. I think Eric Stokes. I think would be a good pick here, the corner from Georgia. Okay, uh, I think. You can never have too many defensive backs in the NFL with the mm-hmm. way that it's moving. Teams spreading out more. I know you have a uh, Tredavious White, but you can always get better at corner. So I think Eric Stokes would be a good pick. And obviously he's going to be playing Mahomes if he wants a chance to go to the Super Bowl more than likely. We see how fast Tyreek, you know, how hard it is to guard some of these guys. You know, they wide open breaks to uh, to the end zone sometimes. So get, getting a guy who could maybe help – you know, a young guy potentially with, with, with some upside to you – know, I, I like that pick as well. So, Stokes, you said, from uh, from Georgia? Georgia. Yeah, sounds yeah. good. And then we're down to the Super Bowl teams here. Two final uh, picks. Yep, finally coming to an end here. Uh, pick 31, we got the Chiefs. I think they are just looking for kind of best player available at this point. I think – Tackle is a big need for them, and offensive line. I think Samuel they just signed offensive linemen, though, didn't they? A couple, didn't they? Or at least, at least one guy they signed. I know. Yeah, but linemen. they also let go two well, guys, though. I know. So yeah, you can always get one. They lost three of their five. Offensive oh, they lost three. I didn't know they lost three of them. Oh my yeah, god. So I think you go Samuel Cosme from Texas. He's real Samuel, big. Guy. Okay. Oh, from Texas. Okay, size, I guess. Mm-hmm. Protect Patrick Mahomes moving forward. Your yeah. billion-dollar quarterback. Or whatever. Yeah, half a half a billion. Yeah, half a billion-dollar yeah. quarterback. So then we got thirty-two. We got the thirty-two. Box. Tanner, I will. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna deflect to you. You know, and even though I got so many names for the thirty-second overall pick, and I got so many guys, I want to say, I'll deflect to you though, and let, and let you pick your team for at, at number thirty-two. I mean, I mean, it's that was Christian, sarcasm, by the Christian, way. If Christian Barrymore's there, it's that pick, run it in, wait, throw, wait zero seconds. So he's he's in. Okay. It's our biggest need is yeah. a defensive lineman. And I would say that position getting a little older for you guys. Yeah. Well, go yeah, ahead and like, start. Malcolm Sue's on his way out. I know he just re signed, but he's, he's old. He's, he's, he's old. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's older for he, sure. So. You can always be rotating in defensive linemen. It's really the only place where I could see a guy stepping into this Bucks roster and playing right away. Dude, dang. Be defensive back. I, I was tempted to go with Sante Samuel Jr., but 
if Christian Barrymore is there, that's that's who the pick is. I like it, man. I like it overall. I think we did pretty good for one through thirty-two, if I can say so myself. Yeah, and we'll uh, tweet out. Yeah, we'll make sure to tweet the uh, list. So go out and go out and comment. You know, give, leave us your uh, your remarks, your comments, what you guys think. Yeah, yeah what, what we think about the pick we made for your team. We want to know if we th- if you think that's a good move. If you think. That would be the dumbest thing the franchise could ever do. That would be great. Yeah, please, please reach out to us if we did cover your favorite team, which is likely. Uh, head out to Twitter. If you if you follow us on Twitter, first off, why don't you? Dudes talking underscore pod. But if you do, yeah, let us know how you think we did with your favorite team. Great idea, Tanner. We'll definitely have some interesting feedback coming uh, from, from some big fans, hopefully. So great. Uh, a little bit over a week away from the draft now, right? Today, if you're listening yep. to this on Wednesday. Yeah, we wanted to do it this week. That way, in case people listen after Thursday, they still know what's going on. Yeah, no one wants to listen to the mock draft after the actual draft. So yeah. we figured we'd go a week out, like Tanner said. So let us know what you guys think. A little bit over a week away. Watch that Atlanta pick at number four. Watch potentially watch Denver maybe at number nine to move up for that number four. Watch the Patriots at number 15 if they want a quarterback. Tons of stuff to watch out. Watch out for that number three overall pick. Is it going to be Mac Jones? Will it be Justin Fields or Trey Lance? He, a lot of question marks. The only thing I think we all know, Tanner, like, like you said, at number one, uh, that guy Trevor Lawrence is going to be in Jacksonville, and I and, yeah, and maybe the I, same I'm thing. I'm pretty sure Zach Wilson's going to be in New York. Yeah, probably those two things. But after that, a lot of question marks. A lot of who's there, you know, who, who's on the board still, who, who's moving up to take him. So, a lot of interesting stuff. A lot of stuff to watch until next week. As far as the NBA goes, like Tanner and I talked about uh, in the first half of the show today. So much to keep your eye on. Keep your eye on the Knicks, on the Hawks, and the Celtics fighting for that four, five, and six seed. Yeah, there's some uh, good games on Thursday, the uh, 22nd. Uh, 76ers, Bucks, Sun Celtics, oh, Lakers, Mavs. Oh, some big games there. Three big games on Thursday. Um, so big games going forward. Obviously, keep your eye on that MVP race. Jokic seems to have you know a chokehold on, on the award. kind of seems to be... His, his to lose kind of right now. Don't count out, though, my guy in Steph Curry. Don't count out those Warriors yet. And uh, But overall, also, man, so uh, much Kamaru to talk about. Usman fights Jorge Masvidal. Oh, this uh, weekend? On Saturday. Uh, mm-hmm. One of the biggest fights in the UFC in a long time. So How about that Jake Paul fight, that, huh? <laughs> yeah. Dude, I don't care what you say about Jake Paul. That's a hard right hand. He's got a he's got a nice hook. I'll say that, yeah. and he's knocked out two guys now. You got he's knocked guys. out two professional athletes more than I could. Two so professional not, athletes, I'm maybe not, not maybe not professional boxers, but at the very least, man knocked out professional athletes. Right? He's still he's he's like a YouTube star. What did you did, do? Yeah. Are, are you expecting him to beat up? actual boxers that that's that's i think that's the question now that's what people are expecting i think that's the next step for a guy in jake but for if he wants to continue his fighting career we're not going to keep being impressed with you knocking out retired guys and short nba I'm guys i'm kind of going to be impressed Dude, did you because see like, his shape did you see his shape though his physique at the weigh-in uh he ben. Still was a ufc 
fighter, though. You can tell he went out there for the bag and the bag only, and and he was okay. He was a Heisman of wrestling, though. He won the hot trophy. He's a tough guy. No, he, he was the hell out. I think I, but exactly, I've I've seen him on the ground taking elbows to the face, literally. So just, yeah, maybe his brain's a little so jelly. That's, that's what I want to say. I, I want to say either he's way out of it. He's he's way far gone, or. This man went in for one round, got knocked out on purpose, and and got his bag and got out. That's what I think is the more realistic. Option. He looked, he looked, but he did look slow. He looked slow, so it's either he's way far gone, or it was either, hey, this guy came in to get knocked out and to get his money. So it was either one of those two things. But hey, he's he's two and zero as a fighter now. He he beat me up. He definitely beat me up. I'll, I'll, I'll give him the nod there. I'll be, uh, hey, I beat him in basketball, though. I beat him one-on-one. I, I'm pretty – how tall is he? Depends Six how tall. Oh, I'm, I'm taller than him. Pfft, any day, any day, bring it, any day. One-on-one, your court, my court, I'll beat him in basketball. But boxing, putting on the gloves, yeah, I'm going to – you know the fight where the guy, they, they ding, ding, and then the, the, the fight starts and he just walks right out of the ring? Have you seen that? That would, <laughs> that would probably be me. They start, and I'm like, yeah, all right, we touch gloves, I'm out. That, that, that's all we're doing. So props to him, though, 2-0. Next thing I think we all want to see, though, is, hey, fight a boxer. Maybe not, not the best not the best boxer. I'm not asking to go fight you know the best guy in his weight class or anything like that, but go and fight a guy who is a boxer right now. Go fight a current boxer because then we can just kind of see, you know, how how you match up to a professional. You know what I'm saying? That that's that's what I think the next step is for a guy. Isn't isn't his brother fighting May uh, Mayweather? Yeah, okay, that one doesn't make sense. That makes he no sense. To, he lost to another YouTuber, and he thinks he's gonna beat up Floyd Mayweather. And how? Why? Why is Floyd? All he cares also, about is money. What is at this the point. weight difference between those guys? Floyd he's, Mayweather is like 140 pounds. Yeah, Morgan Paul is like six four. He's got to be at least yeah, over six foot, around 200 pounds, over 200 pounds. You would think so. Yeah. Yeah, you would think what's going on there. But again, that was my main weird. point. It's all about money, man. It's all about putting on a show, making that money. Again, again, if people are paying for it, people are okay watching it. Go out there and do it. Who, who am I to, you know, who am I to just that, that? Exactly. Chase that back. Exactly. What, what are you going to do besides that? So I'm all for it. I want to see him fighting a real fighter next. Uh, entertaining though. Happy to see him. He was super confident. Happy to see him not get knocked out. Cause you know how embarrassing that would be for him being as confident and stuff as he was. Yeah. So. I would hate to see Jake Paul get knocked out. Okay. Yeah. We would hate that, but you, you, I would feel a little bad if being as, as cocky as he was and he just gets what happened. To the other guy happens to him in the first round. Maybe I'd feel. Maybe I feel about. Maybe be. Maybe be more more chuckling than than tears rolling down my face. But but either way, a, a packed week in sports. Fifteen games left in the regular season. Week away from the NFL draft. MLB, uh, MLB opening opening day a couple weeks ago. We're well a couple weeks into the season. Cards not doing too well. My Yankees not doing too well. Worst start. Not doing too well. That's a worst start in franchise history the... since the '60s, I believe. Yankees worst start to their to their season since the 60s i believe so really disappointing to see that i've seen a lot of bad games from the cardinals as well up until this point so i don't even know what's going on in baseball right now man i really i the dodgers are i know the dodgers are legit you know that, that's yeah. one thing we all but pretty like, much i think know. is that a surprise to anybody no but i just wanted to you know act like i, I know something right i know i know yeah, the I mean, dodgers are, are for sure right 
the Dodgers have like a top three player at like every position. <laughs> yeah, they're stacked and they're they just loaded. continue to add to their team. So keep your eye on that. We we just started the season. NBA coming to a close. Yeah, we'll, probably, we'll talk a little more baseball when it gets closer to like postseason and when like, some interesting when stuff post-season. happens, you know, yeah. awesome stuff. There really is, isn't too much to talk about besides the couple of slow starts and just yeah. Dodgers being as, as good as we kind of thought them to be, right? There's not I'm not more of a basketball guy. So I am I no basketball over baseball every day. So no doubt more of a basketball guy and, and more of a football guy in comparison to the MLB. But either way, we'll keep you guys posted as the season goes along. Overall, though, Tanner, I think that's going to be it for this week's episode of Dudes Talking Sports. Yeah, sounds good. As always, thank you all for your continued support. Go follow us on Twitter, Dudes Talking underscore pod. Go like our page on Facebook. Leave, leave us a comment, review, and subscribe wherever, to whatever platform you guys are listening on. Thank you all for your continued support. That's Tanner File, who has one thing to say really quickly. Tanner, what do you guys oh, say to the people real oh, quick? I was going to say uh... – I'm going to be putting out my own mock draft. Oh, thank um, you for reminding me. Yeah. Analysis on every pick uh, sometime later this week. Uh, we'll retweet it from the Twitter page. Uh, no, yeah, we'll tweet it from the dudes. Yeah, well, 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 so Tanner, I forgot to bring that. Thank you, Tanner. Tanner has been working on a mock draft for some time now. So we're going to publish that for you guys. He's put a lot of work into it. Has some. Uh, has some analysis on pretty much every pick in the fur, not at least the first round. But I, mm-hmm. I think, yeah, I think first round. Okay, so the first round. Yeah, so I'm not going full seven round mock. <laughs> I was hoping not, but if hey, I su- I'm intense. supporting you if you are. I'm supporting you if you are. Uh, it's yeah. gonna be on the dudes talking sports Twitter page, Tanner's personal mock draft, as well as the mock draft we just did together. So thank you, Tanner, for reminding me there. Uh, go again. That's right. I mean, go follow us on Twitter if you don't. Dudes talking underscore pod. We're getting more and more followers every single day so go follow us there content is getting posted daily overall though that's tanner file i'm casey foreman we'll see you guys next week all right what's going on guys you're listening to dudes talking sports Your co-host, as always, Casey Foreman, alongside my co-host, Tanner File.
playoffs. So it's not like he's getting hurt and then he's going and coming back and playing the playoffs, or it's because he's playing deep in the playoffs. No, this is without trips to the postseason. He can't play in the regular season. You know? Yeah. And he's and never been be- in the big moments. Yeah. I mean, I think he's a good player. For sure, uh, go Yankees. Growing up, I was a Yankee fan. As far as everyone listening, thank you all for your continued support. Go follow us on Twitter, dude, talking underscore pod, whatever platform you're listening on. Go give us a follow, a subscribe, a comment, a like, wherever you're, like, wherever you're uh, listening. Go show us some love. Uh, we appreciate everyone's support. Thank you for listening. We can't out. That's Tanner File. I'm Casey Foreman. Thank you guys for listening. I think that's going to be it for this week's episode of the Deuce Talking Sports. Sounds good. Deuce Talking Sports.